Hi, I'm Sherry Youngward. Welcome to the Quiet Place podcast. This is a place for you to come up for air and find a quiet moment of replenishment and rest. You are welcome here morning, noon, night, or the middle of the night. Each episode is designed to be friendly for those who, like me, often need help drifting off to sleep. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit sherryyoungwar.com and find the donate button. Every little bit helps. Also, if you would like to hear about upcoming gatherings, projects, and events, please join the email list on my website, sherryyoungward.com. This episode is dedicated to Christine. Hebrews 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Somewhere around April of 2020, I wrote this verse on a sticky note, a cute one I might add, and stuck it to the wall by my desk. I read it over and over, and I still read it. Then, last week, I looked up the verse in my Bible and saw a note next to it, from years ago. The note started with Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, in the King James Version. I'll read it to you. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The note continues with a quote from Charles Spurgeon, saying, Many men can be touched by the sorrow of another, but they are not touched with that sorrow. It is one thing to see pain, but another thing to be touched with the feeling of it. Let me interject right here. I heard a podcast where a couple was being interviewed. The husband was listing things they went through in previous years. We went through this, we went through that, and then we were pregnant. And the wife broke in and said, We weren't pregnant. We were expecting. Everyone on the podcast laughed. I knew exactly what she was saying. There are some things you just don't know until you go through it yourself. I used to have sincere compassion if someone told me they lost a parent, but after experiencing that loss myself, I am now touched with the feeling of it. We all have those experiences that bind us, sometimes with complete strangers. Spurgeon continues, Our pain, our depression, 
our trembling, our sensitiveness? Jesus was touched with these, though he did not fall into the sin that so often comes with them. Listen to this final sentence. We must treasure this view of our Lord's sympathy, for it may be a great support in the hour of agony and weakness. Jesus is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Infirmities are simply weakness and or sickness. It is no secret that Charles Spurgeon suffered with depression and ongoing physical pain. I love learning. This first helped him navigate his infirmities. I have never known a time in my life where so many people in my close circles are struggling with weakness and sickness. I treasure this view of our Lord's sympathy, not just for myself, but for my friends. How are you? Are you weak or struggling with some sort of ailment, whether in body, mind, heart? Maybe all? Your Lord is not removed from what you face and feel. He actually chose to experience it. If you trust Him with your soul, you can trust Him with your infirmities. I know what it's like to try not to talk about something ailing you because you don't want to wear people out. I always notice when a friend pours out their heart and then all of a sudden they do the quick change of subject, not wanting all the attention on them, worrying they sound selfish or something. I guess I've done it myself. God has broad shoulders. He asks us to come to Him, reminding us He knows what we go through, reminding us His throne is a throne of grace. His grace, mercy, and patience don't have limits. They are God-sized, not human-sized. Isaiah 53 says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He carried our sorrows along with our sins. He is touched by the consequences sin leaves behind, our griefs and sorrows. This is why we come boldly. Or some versions say, we draw near with confidence. Boldly is defined, free and fearless confidence, cheerful courage, boldness, assurance. I'm going to read the full account of the Good Samaritan. It's a wonderful look at how Jesus defines love. Jesus is answering the question, Who is my neighbor? And in doing so, he teaches us what his definition of love is. There are many layers to these verses. But notice how the love he describes goes toward the trouble, the infirmity, 
and stays the course all the way through. Think of all the ways Jesus models this kind of love in Scripture and in our lives. He hasn't changed. He is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I will read to you from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, and Psalm 62, verse 8. So, take a nice, deep breath and settle in while I read to you now. On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, What must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. 
Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. <laughs>